and welcome to another episode of All That Film. All right, uh, we're here two months later than expected, uh, but it's been a little bit of a weird year. I'm sure you've been told 10,000 times. Uh, so we have the ATF Awards in February uh, with, with tons of fun stuff uh, coming your way, tons of picks. Um, we have five categories once we get down the rest of this stuff. Um, but we also have three superlatives from each host. Uh, and Sorry, those five categories are going to be best TV show, uh, standout crew, best performance, best director, and best film. Uh, so look forward to those. If you want to skip the superlatives, I'll probably have a timestamp in the description. Uh, but we got, we got some pretty good stuff, and we wanted to spread the wealth, so a lot of superlatives did not get nominated, uh, just, just as a principle. Uh, but with that said, Todd, you are going to be going first with your first superlative. Okay. My first superlative goes to um, what I will call the most tastelessly watchable film of the year. And this is a deep cut that I don't think many people saw. It's called Songbird. It was a film about COVID that took place during COVID. And it's kind of filmed as almost like a horror film. Uh, and it starred KJ Appa from Riverdale. And uh, or, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but um, in a series of other people. But it's just kind of like this tasteless film about people being shut in for the fifth year and all these things going wrong. But it's super dramatic and stupid. And it was very watchable. So I would say if you ever have a chance to see it for free, watch a couple of the scenes to make fun of them. Uh, but otherwise, it's just a random film that came out this year that I don't think many people heard about, but that I thought was interesting and worth at least saying something about. Nice, nice. So Michael Bay already, right? Michael Bay directed. Um, Michael Bay, produ he produced it. Okay, sorry. Uh, produced. Yeah. No. Michael man. Bay's still showing up on ATF and awards in he, some capacity. He managed to get in. And if, you know, if I had a bunch of awards, I would give something. KJ Appa reads a poem that he wrote in that movie. And I wish I could find an award for that, but I just don't have the room for it. So, it's hard to uh, fit it in. Just the poem. Yeah. yeah. Very, yeah, very great start to yeah. the awards. Um, but Anhalis, you're going to go second. Um, what is going to be your first of your superlative awards? Okay. I think this is the most serious one. Uh because I want to recommend this movie, uh, Best Love Story about time-traveling clones, and it goes to World of Tomorrow 3. Um, <laughs> because I really love uh, this director's style, and I think this movie is amazing. Well, I mean, it's a short film or whatever, um, and I think everyone should watch it, and I just wanted to use this to recommend it because it's really galaxy brain. Yeah. That's Drew, mine. Drew, yeah. I, I was surprised. I thought you were going to nominate it because um, Drew did nominate it for a couple things. Um, Can I change my noms? Is it? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Late? It's too late. You already oh, you already locked them in. What do you mean? <laughs> um, I, I will say I have I have a couple points just looking at y'all's y'all's nominations. Um, yeah, no, great, great first nomination. Good that that made, uh, you know, the, the list of awards. Uh, Margo, what's going to be your first superlative? Uh, continuing the serious nominations, we've got uh, most likely to be a horse girl if movies could be personified as people, and I'm giving that to Black Bear. It's just like, <laughs> really, it's really weird. So it gives off the same weird energy as a horse girl, and like if you've seen Black Bear, I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. As as someone who has not seen Black Bear, uh, Margo, there was a movie literally called Horse Girl this year. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it. So Black Bear is more mm. is a horse girl. What about what about Tony Collette's Dream Horse? <laughs> oh my God. That was like the last but trailer I saw when theaters Horse. were still open. Mm. Margo. I forgot we saw the trailer for Dream Horse in theaters. I never forgot. I never forgot. Okay, wait, wait. Do you guys want to see her? Do you guys want to hear something like super hilarious? Yes. Uh, no. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I pulled it up because pe people were memeing uh, Dream Horse. They were like, uh, retweet this if you have more followers than Dream Horse. And like, of course, their Twitter account had like 200 followers or something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. On IMDb, keep in mind, like, as long as your movie's somewhat released, so maybe it hasn't released yet, um, Dream Horse has 152 ratings on IMDb. <laughs> wow. That is not a lot. <laughs> a film <laughs> that has Tony Collette in it. Uh, a pretty popular actor. Um, I always think about how Margot and I saw the trailer for that shortly after watching Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And there's a scene in the trailer where they're lovingly drawing a picture of the horse and coming right off a portrait of a lady on fire that had much different connotations. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> um, and I can never forget that. That's always going to be in my brain. Lovely, lovely memory. But yes, Black Bear. Um, great that it it actually uh, does make the nomination list a little bit later. But cool, one of those that my friend I, I've been told by a couple people uh, to watch that one. But uh, I'll move on to my first superlative. Um, this is the one that I call. Um, doing a triple backflip dive and then uh, just running headfirst into the diving board uh, before you go into the swimming pool, uh, which is a very long title uh, that uh, I am giving out to Trolls World Tour um, because, oh my God, that movie has you for a, a decent amount of time. It's really fun. It's colorful. It makes a statement. And then it walks back on that statement that it doesn't matter at all. Um, and I was going to, in fairness, like if I could give an honorable mention for Trolls World Tour, uh, I would have gone with film most likely to destroy the film industry uh, because that might have been uh, the movie that did it. But yeah, Trolls World Tour, it gave us Tiny Diamond, so it has to show up for me. Um, but Lindsay, I'll, I'll let you go with your first superlative. Okay, my first superlative is for the best road trip. And it was a toss-up between a few, but I went with Unpregnant. Yes. It's a great movie, super funny. One of the best road trip movies I've seen in a while. It's really heartfelt and funny. Um, yeah. Nice. It wins yeah. over Onward. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> or no bad <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right, we'll move to McKenna. Uh, you actually get your one and two in a row, but what is your first? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to hop on you and Marco's long title uh, train. And, Yay. Uh, this is the, oh, fuck, I forgot that movie came out because I saw it in theaters pre-pandemic, and that feels like half a decade ago now. So I forgot to put it in any of my noms, but I really liked this movie. <laughs> um, that was literally what I wrote on the piece of paper. Uh, and that goes to Emma. I really liked Emma. That was just a fun very like stylized, like fun movie to watch. And I totally forgot that it came out like within consideration for this season. <laughs> yeah, it does feel, my friend mentioned, uh, cause he was talking about uh, for TV shows, he nominated Bojack season one part or season five part two. And I was like, that was this year? Like 2020? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just bizarre um, how big of a jump, but Good one. I that one may may appear another time. Who knows? Ooh. Um, but what is going to be your second superlative? So my second uh, is a TV series uh, one, and it's that escalated quickly. And again, this is one that I I was not caught up with by the time I had submitted my noms. But if I had, I would have put it on there. And that's Infinity Train season three. Uh, that escalated quickly. I, no spoilers or anything. I just watched that and was like, damn, they just went, yeah, we don't care anymore. And we're just going to really lean into the horrifying implications of this whole series. Nice. And it was really good. <laughs> it's, it already knows. I was like, you have to watch. You have to watch it for Diddy Train, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on my rotation right now. I was actually surprised. My friend, I don't. Did season three come out in twenty twenty? It did. Um, because okay. I remembered when the trailer came out. I think my friend just just forgot. Like, 
it was a 2020 release because his fifth pick for TV. No, he really, I mean, maybe he likes, he he watches a lot of TV. But yeah, I will catch up on that. Cool to see a TV show make the superlatives. Uh, (laughs) Lindsay, what's going to be your second one? My second one is for Prettiest Colors. And I went with Emma for that one because really, really pretty movie. Um, Normally, I don't really vibe with, like, period dramas because I think they're kind of stuffy. And I think this one was also kind of stuffy, but it made up for it with all the pretty dramas. So I was like, ooh. All right. uh, Moving on to the second uh, pick from me. Um, This is going to be most likely to be a cult classic, uh, you know, start a a cult revolution on films. Um, And I'm sure as you're all aware of, uh, this is another film that uh, you you may have forgotten about, of course. Um, But I am a devout member of the cult of bloodshot. Um, So, of course, I am picking Vin Diesel's only feature this year. Um, We can all agree it's it's an instant masterpiece that, and critics don't understand. Um, Vin, Vin Diesel's a legend in in acting. Uh, and yeah, it's going to start a, a superhero universe to rival the MCU. Let's be real. But yeah, Bloodshot. Ooh. Hope, every, hope everybody likes that pick. <laughs> Margo, what's going to be your second? Uh, mine is most likely to make me yearn. And there's a lot of competition in this category. There is a lot of competition. <laughs> I gotta give it to Kajillionaire. Dang. Yeah. So true. <laughs> wow. Good for Kajillionaire. Uh, um, with that said, uh, Anhelis, what's going to be your second? My second one is Best Zoom Meeting, and it goes to host. Um, Because I remember watching this movie with Lindsay and we were really, really scared. (laughs) We were really scared. (laughs) And I've I've seen it three times already and I think it's a really good... Like, it's not the best movie, but it's really fun and it's just actually scary at points. So, yeah. It's so scary. (laughs) It is. Interesting. Um... That one came out on Prime or Netflix? One of the two? Shudder. Shudder. Okay, interesting. All right. Um, Todd, you get to go with your second and third uh, to finish up your superlatives. What's your second? All right. Hey, I know you're going to be excited because my second one is Best Documentary. Oh, my God. Boo! Documentary time. And can I, since you normally ban documentaries, can I do a quick runner-up? The uh, runner-up, the runner-up was <laughs> "Break the Silence," the BTS movie. Uh, if oh you, God, God. I, I, God. I just want to say, I just want to say, the there's a part where Young talks about how someday he dreams of holding a girl's hand and walking through the park but then he cries because he knows he's not ready for it yet. And if that doesn't make you break down, then you're just a sick, sick person. That's all I got to say. But the winner winner was actually Time by Garrett Bradley. If you haven't seen Time, you really should. It's about this woman who's waiting, uh, named Fox Rich, who's waiting for her husband to get out of prison in Louisiana uh, and like all the kind of work she goes through and she's an advocate for criminal justice. And it's this really dreamy documentary that's wonderfully edited and I just can't recommend it enough. So people should watch that and break the silence, the BTS movie. Both are very important. I you saved it by <laughs> nominating time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad but- you like it. People have really been saying like time is is one of like not even um, there is like a little bit every year there's kind of like oh yeah like this is a front runner for documentary but I've seen a lot of people being like no like because I think documentaries can be nominated for best picture um, yep. 
and people are like, no, this should be in contention to be nominated. Uh, so it was really good. I watched it on Christmas Eve though, and I was like, oh god, this is depressing. Yeah, it's emotional. It's very well done. Yeah, interesting time to to watch that. Uh, but Todd, <laughs> you you get your third pick as well. All right, so I tried to go with the serious one here, and you know a lot of times how you look back at year awards and you're like, oh my God, we don't talk about some of these movies as much as we talk about other ones, you know? So my thing was, what's the movie that that was talked about some, but it's called the Give It a Decade Award, the Future Star Award, a movie that, say, 10 years down the line might be more appreciated than it is now relative to the pack. So that's the award. And I gave it to a genre film. I'm actually going with Possessor. Uh, oh. Which, yeah, by Brandon Cronenberg, which I think has a really good chance to grow. It's beloved among like horror audiences. It's really stylish. A lot of people haven't seen it yet because of just kind of like the access to it. But I think it's going to start to just get watched more and more. I think the direction's great. I love the gore in it. And it's just like a good, interesting, creepy story. And I think it's like the sort of film that people will recommend to each other and will start to grow like a cult status. And so I think it's a I think it's a film that people will talk about just as much as say some of the things that we now think of as like the winners for the year. So yeah, yeah nice. Uh, what one thing I was gonna mention just off the back of that, it is a little weird because Hulu does not have like any sort of the same amount of legs that like Netflix does when something drops right. on Netflix. Um, except for like, if something has buzz, like going into it, like a lot of people watch parasite when it came out on Hulu, same with Nomadland. I don't think they pushed possessor at all. Um, it's that it's because it's a the uncut. Well, I guess they have like a slightly more cut version, but it is a hard R film, which are like harder to push. But I just think push, yeah, yeah. I just think it's a movie that a lot of people are going to slowly see and recommend to people, and that it'll grow in power. I like it a lot. Yeah, and I think the director gotcha. has more good films in front of him, which will then maybe contribute to this being like, oh, you have to check out. Well, you got to go back films. and yeah, 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 for sure. Well, that that might be the the case when people are you know thirsting over Christopher Abbott later this year um, and need well, more. Well, yeah, it's a Chris Abbott film. That's also true. So yeah, yeah. All right, um, moving on to Anhelis. What's going to be your last superlative? Okay, my last one is best movie dealing with time stuff. You know, because you know there <laughs> there's been a couple of movies dealing with time stuff this season hey the the um, nolan world right is that <laughs> just <kidding>. what <laughs> i said aka the nolan award um yeah obviously but you're not gonna go for a good movie so it's going to palm springs uh, <laughs> oh wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> um because i think it's a really good movie and even though this is like a premise that has been done a lot of times before uh, it feels fresh. It feels funny. It Andy Samberg is in it. I, I don't know. It's it's amazing. So it's better than Tenet. That's my cold I, take. I, I thought, <laughs> and I know this film like doesn't explicitly. It more handles time as a theme, uh, less so in I think the sense of what you're going for the, this award. I assumed you were going with Kill It and Leave This Town. Um, oh no, but I think that's not like with time. Uh, that's yeah, just that, more like but, a dream. Uh, well, maybe I don't know what the movie is actually about. We'll I see. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, uh, great, great third pick, uh, Margot. What's going to be your last one? Uh, my last one is most likely to make me wish I lived in the Pacific Northwest, and it's going to First Cow because that movie is just so beautiful in the way that. Uh, Kelly Reichert shot Oregon, and I'm like, God damn, I wish I could live there. <laughs> yeah, you wish you could buy some oily cakes. Yes, um, they look so good, but they would hurt <laughs> me because I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, they would. Yeah, you would just you would just support Eve the cow. You wouldn't, you know. Well, I'm a big supporter of Eve the cow. Yeah, here at all that film, uh, Eve the cow almost made best performance list, um, but. Yeah, I'll I'll move on to my last one. Um, <laughs> it is 
Oh no, read the room. Um, because uh, I am giving this award to uh, the trial of the Chicago seven uh, because, Oh my God. Uh, two things, I guess. Uh, one, I hadn't seen a movie in a month, um, which I think is a com- contributing factor why I like that movie a lot. Um, because I was like, oh, shoot, editing. This is, it's, wow. Um, and two, uh, there's some really odd things that Aaron Sorkin decided to sort of mess around with with the script in terms of what it wants to say for that story especially because I've talked to a lot of people and I've listened to a couple people that have talked about this. This isn't necessarily something that's like taught too well in history classes, uh, which is odd to me because it feels like should be talked about a little bit more. Um, But you know, there's, there's probably clear reasons why it's not put in the curriculum or whatever. Uh, But yeah, no, I really like trial of Chicago seven. I don't think it should win best picture. Um, just because some of the things like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, uh, just just out of principle. Um, but with that said, you know, read the room. Um, I'll be a little bit quiet, and everybody can hate on uh, Trial of Chicago Seven while I'm like, I like it. Um, but Lindsay, what is going to be your third? I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> My last award is I've saved the most important for last. I think this is genuinely like just something that we need to talk about as a society. Um, <laughs> best nipples. Um, <laughs> I've given to Dylan O'Brien in Love and Monsters. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's yes, important yes. that we talk about this. He's <laughs> <laughs> got them. <laughs> they're out, and they're out there. And we saw them. And, and I we think saw that's them. important. No. We did. All right. Well, Dylan O'Brien, congrats. Thank you. Um, for delivering us your nips this year um, <laughs> but with that said uh, mckenna you are going to give our uh last superlative here what is it going to be for you um so forgive me for doing another tv series one instead of another another film one i had a film one lined up but i'm gonna save you all from that um that one uh save you all from myself if you will and so my third <laughs> My third superlative is I don't want to take criticism right now. I'm gay. And that goes to Harley Quinn season two, the animated series. Um, Like, look, you could, I know there's a lot of hot takes out there about the Harley Quinn series and all of them are very valid, but sometimes I just want to see Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy drive off into the sunset from like running away from the cops and admit their love for each other. And the show delivered in that front, so. Very nice. That's, wow. That's, that's my third one. Good for her. Good for Harley Quinn. Uh, <laughs> we did get a lot of Harley Quinn content this year, um, which is cool. And I'm cool with that, because um, I'm lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll move on to the major awards, uh, and the first of which, speaking of TV, I guess we can go directly into that um, because we are going to do best TV show. Um, and oh, actually, real quick, uh, we actually were given about 62 nominations total. Uh, and I want to say, cutting out TV, it was something in the ballpark of like 45 to 50 ish. Um, so we had a lot of nominations. The thing I was going to mention is next time we do this, um, I might expand the nominees list to 10 is what i did was uh basically anything as long as it showed up twice uh then it made the final like list of nominations uh so i think you know someone like eve the cow maybe we would have had her you know sixth place seventh place ninth and then there you go she's on the list uh but with that said we'll get right into the nominees and might ask y'all what you, what you think is going to win. Uh, who knows? Um, but for best TV show, the nominees are Adventure Time, Obsidian, Better Call Saul Season 5, Bly Manor, Devs, Midnight Gospel, The Queen's Gambit, Mandalorian Season 2, and that is it. Uh, Todd, what do you think is going to win here? 
Oh my goodness. I remember all those that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of names. Um, I remember them all very well. And uh, <laughs> But does everyone else remember them? Like, do, would anybody... <laughs> could, uh, I am, I am oh not God. going over them again, if that's what you're asking. I haven't heard of most of those. Okay, well, my pick actually is a weird one. I would say... I would say my prediction is the Queen's Gambit would win because okay. it's very popular. Uh, but with that said, we'll see if Todd's right. It is very popular. Who knows? Anything could win. Um, the first nomination, or the sorry, third place is going to go to The Mandalorian Season 2. Mm. Woo. Oh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> on, on some of these. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not going to lie. On this one specifically, it was very clear. We all watch different TV. Like, Drew nominated five <laughs> things. Actually, honestly, I'll call it out. Drew, a lot of your nominations, you were the only one that nominated those, which is great. Like, it's the reason I saw Kill It and Leave This Town. But I was like, I can't put these on here because no one else is nominating these. Um, yeah, TV, especially, uh, like, Margot, before we brought up the other thing, Margot and Lindsay had the same two shows. And I was like, oh my God, we're more of a movie podcast, I guess. <laughs> I don't watch TV. I only I watch, watch I only watch I barely Black watch TV. Margot, don't lie, we're watching Drag Race later. Well, oh fuck. I could have nominated Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that I didn't nominate. You should have nominated Drag Race. Guys. I think you all need to better respect the nomination process is what I'm starting to hear right around. <laughs> yeah, Mar Margo had two extra slots that were open. I didn't I, know I any more shows. I can't Besides nominate that. season 10 of America's Next Top Model because that came out in 2008. Okay, no, I, didn't, I didn't know what season people were on for. I didn't think anyone would want me to nominate The Masked Singer season 3. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, the the Mass Singer season three is where it really turns around into a, a thrilling and ex exciting show. Yeah, season two was really boring. Season three got it back. With that said, uh, second place uh, goes to Midnight Gospel. Yes, uh, yes. Which is awesome. <laughs> which I had to remind Todd. He had seen this year. <laughs> I not only that we were we did a podcast on it, and I completely yeah. forgot about it. it. Well, that's so why good. that's why I knew you had seen it. I was like, I, I have I have recorded evidence that you have seen the show. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I really love Midnight Gospel. It's one of my favorite things of this year. Uh, but with that said, to no surprise, uh, first place goes to the Queen's Gambit, um, <laughs> which everyone and their mother has seen besides me. Uh, and I'm it's sure it's so great. Good. She do be she, playing. She does drugs and plays chess. It's great. What more? No. There's at a chessboard. I have no idea how to play chess. It's amazing. Yeah, like they never <laughs> explain it, and by the end they were like, "Ooh, she's really got him." And I'm like, "Those are certainly pieces on a chessboard." Yeah, like, for yep, sure. She definitely moved that piece right there, and that means yeah. the thing. <laughs> and she looks cool the whole time. It's great. She's got great clothes in it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, the production yes. design is like really cool too. I really like all the sets. Yeah, I love chess, and I've never seen the show. And this is weird because first, I I like thrived in the TV. I think that's more so because more animated television content was released this year than uh like films and stuff. So that's probably why I thrived in that category. But mm. <laughs> like when I got to TV shows, I was like, oh, I know, I got my picks. Don't worry about it. Mm. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my problem, honestly. Well, I mean, my thing actually with Queen's Gambit is uh, my my girlfriend watched this uh, without me, so therefore I never wanted to watch it. Um, yeah, uh, but no, I'll I'll watch it eventually. I'm sure it's great, and I'll be like, wow, everyone was right. This show's awesome, and I I do play chess uh, a decent amount. So what am I doing? That's how I, guess. I feel. <laughs> But that's it. We'll move on. Yeah. Oh, what's up? <laughs> but you, you and your girlfriend worked it out, though, right? You're not still mad no. about it. No, no we're, okay. we're, we have we have a deep seated anger with each other. Um, oh man, oh, <laughs> over no. Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that said, we'll move on to the standout crew 
Um, which this, look, I'm going to be real with y'all listening. Hey, editing and sound and choreography, all of those are important. And yeah, they probably should be, be getting separate awards. Uh, you could get a three-hour show if you wanted to, but maybe maybe yes. you don't want that. <laughs> so we put them all in one category um, because... I don't know. I thought it would be more fun to do it this way, especially because like there's no real like direct competition. Um, uh, you'll see here in a sec because the nominees are for some of these, I couldn't find who the head of the uh, department was. Uh, so forgive me um, if there was someone who, for instance, was uh, the lead on visual effects or stunts. Uh, but with that said, uh, the nominees are Tom Moore, Ross Stewart, um, Maria Pareja, uh, for art direction, Wolf Walkers. Uh, Laclan, uh Milne uh, for cinematography on Minari. Joshua James Richards for cinematography on Nomadland. Kristan uh, Sprague, editing for Judas and the Black Messiah. And production design for Birds of Prey. And I will say just real quick on Birds of Prey, this is kind of a cul culmination of... Uh, costuming and how it looked in production design because they all kind of semi good. Look, we all agree Birds of Prey looks amazing. That's that's what we're <laughs> voting on. Uh, so yes. I, I thought it would be weird to not, you know, um, put it as high. Um, but with that said, uh, Maria Carolina Santana Carabello uh, Gramco for sound design on Sound of Metal and then stunts for Birds of Prey. And visual effects for Love and Monsters. Ooh. A lot of names. A lot of names. Um, Love and Monsters. I know. Yeah. Um, cool to see all the movies listed here. Annalise, what's your guess at what's going to win? I think Sound of Metal is going to win by best sound design. Yeah, mm. that's my prediction. I know. All right. Let's see if Angelis is right. After this commercial break, just kidding. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, watch Drag Race Runway Model mm -hmm. 5. Um, yep. uh, but with that said, the third place uh, standout crew on this one is going to go to Lachlan Milne for cinematography on Minari. Yeah, Minari picking up its first third place, but still an award. Um, and then second place is going to go the aforementioned uh, that Angelis brought up, uh, Maria Carolina Santana Carabello Gramco for sound designing on Sound of Metal. The second place for Sound of Metal. It was really close. I should say, like, all of these are, are pretty neck and neck. Uh, but first place going to go to Tom Moore, Ross Stewart, and Ooh. Maria Pareja for art direction on Wolfwalkers. Yay! Yay! Wolfwalkers! <laughs> yeah, I, I think this actually was most, I want to say it was the most nominated uh, thing that we had uh, for the awards, but I'm not, I don't have it in front of me, my Excel spreadsheet. I'll, I'll check later. Um, Here we go. We'll, uh, Wolfwalkers, the recognition the Academy will not. <laughs> yeah, it would be great if they appreciated uh, Wolfwalk. You know what's you know what's actually stuck out in in my head uh, for a long time, and maybe it's just because the way he said this uh, when we did Judas and the Black Messiah, and Todd said the Oscars don't care, this does not matter. I was like, wait. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> None of this matters. Um, I was just thinking about like all of these good movies, and know, it would just be cool if like there's gonna be a couple other films that like are like more indie level. Like it would have been cool if something like The Florida Project got nominated a ton, and not just like Willem Dafoe, um, which Willem's great in that. But I just mean it would have been neat to be best picture. Wolf Walker should be best picture is my point, but um, yeah. we'll, we'll mm. move on to best, <laughs> we'll move on to best performance. Uh, we got a couple nominees here 
and the nominees are Aubrey Plaza for Black Bear. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man. Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Margot Robbie for Birds of Prey. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. And Steven Yoon for Minari. Damn it. Good, good group. It's a really good group, right? Like it is, it is. I have I'd have no no complaints if I mean obviously the Oscars don't do it this way because they split them by gender for uh, some reason that probably happened like in the 40s or whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, Margot, what is going to be uh, your? What do you think is going to win this category? Oh, um, I don't know. I feel like Daniel Kaluuya has a good shot. Hey, Daniel Kaluuya, good shot. Whew. This said, third place is actually a tie, um, and that is going to be both. Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man and Margot Robbie for Birds of Prey. Ooh, awesome. Uh, that would be a, a great two-person acceptance speech. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be there for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with that said, the second place on this award is actually going to go to Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Yay! That boy be shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Can we? Can we all agree that maybe I'm not? I'm. I don't want to say any slander because we love him. But Lindsay, I'm just saying. Was was Riz Ahmed considered for best nipples? Consideration. Okay. That, that's that's all we need to hear. As long as he was, <laughs> you know, put in the shuffle of consideration for it. Yeah. It was okay. tough competition, though. It was stiff competition, especially with uh, um, <laughs> I was trying to think of the the guy from the father. Um, that's Hannibal. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Sir Anthony Hopkins. Uh, oh my god. He's got he's got some of the best nips. <laughs> if I ever get to interview Riz Ahmed, I'm going to say, "Would you rather win first place for best nipples or second best performance of the year?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we can we can change the award. We can have that done. Uh, but with that said, the first place uh, award is actually going to go to Stephen Yoon for Minari. Yeah, well wow. deserved. I I will say I will add to this. Stephen Yoon, of course, much deserved um, for first place here. Um, Anhelis, it's it's good you guessed that because I wanted to uh, highlight this point. Um, Aluya, Stanfield, and Fishback all got nominations for Judas, which kind of like spread it out a little bit more. Um, so I think that kind of paved the way for Stephen Yoon. But yeah, okay. both Kaluuya and St Stanfield are, are incredible. But yeah, Stephen Yoon. Stephen Yoon, huge win. Huge win. Huge. Um, but we need to, we need to post this in the awards channel. This changes everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this does. I'll get a I'll get you know a, a seal made or or whatever. Um, but with that said, we'll move on to best director. Um, which I'm gonna say this one too. Like I'm not gonna lie. I'll pat I'll pat us on the back. Uh, just just from me. We did really good. Like these our our nominees are great. Um, and one of these I haven't seen yet. It's it's on top of my priority list, and the only reason I haven't seen it is because it doesn't have a Blu-ray yet, and I'm a weirdo, and I should just buy the $10 DVD at Walmart. Uh, but with that said, uh, the nominees for Best Director are Kathy Yan for Birds of Prey, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, Ellie Reichardt for First Cow, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Lee Winnell for The Invisible Man, Miranda July for Kajillionaire, Chaka King for Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom Moore and Ross Stewart for Wolfwalkers, and then that's it. So, pretty good group. I would say. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> but with that said, uh, 
Argo, what would be what do you what do you think is going to be uh, the winner of of all these directors? What would be get, your guess? I get two predictions. Oh shoot! Sorry, uh, <laughs> Lindsay. What's what's going to be uh, yeah, I don't get your any. prediction? <laughs> uh, Margo gets three be... predictions now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it should be Kathy Ann, but maybe Chloe Zhao. I think is going to okay. take it. All right. In third place is Tom Moore and Ross Stewart for Wolfwalkers. Woo! <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see the Wolfwalkers getting more more awards. Yes. Um, but with that said, this is where I have to, I have to breaking news with y'all as I as I take out the Oscar envelope reveal. There has been a tie. Um, unfortunately, um, I was going to say we could settle it live on the podcast. I don't think we should uh, because I don't know if everybody's seen both these movies. Um, and I think they both deserve uh, Best Director equally. Uh, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything. My hands are tied is all I got to say. The winners are Lee Isaac Chung for Minari and... Shaka King for Judas and the Black Messiah. Ooh. Wow. Spicy. Spicy. spicy very indeed. spicy. Yeah, I, I think I will say, because, um, again, all of these nominees are, are great. Um, and definitely check out all these movies, um, especially Minari and Judas and the Black Messiah. But with that said, I, I will say, I think if we expanded it to 10, I think Chloe Zhao would have at least finished third or second. I think Nomadland was like right on the precipice for a couple people that left it off. I think, um, mm -hmm. not, you know, I was one of the people I I, <laughs> I roast drew a little bit, but I I nominated uh, the half of it for three awards, and no one else did, mm -hmm. uh, fully knowing it wouldn't be nominated. Um, well, uh, then, but I, why didn't you give it? You should have given it a superlative. Hey. Do you love the half of it or not? Hey, it's cool. my second favorite movie of this year. It should be nominated. That's why I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to give it a silly superlative. <laughs> you must live with the weight of your own sins. <laughs> um, but with that said, best picture goes to the half of it. What? <laughs> Just kidding. This is Alice Wu supremacy. Let's go. Um, no, the, the the best picture nominees are as followed, uh, which I'm sure you can kind of guess a little bit of a trend uh, with some of the nominations that have happened so far. But best picture nominations are uh, Birds of Prey in the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Judas and the Black Messiah. A Jillionaire. Minari, Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, Nomadland, and Wolfwalkers. So that is, doo -doo 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 -doo, that is eight nominations. Pretty good stuff. Again, if we had expanded this to 10, there's a couple movies I can think of that probably would have made the cut. Um, specifically, First Cow. I think First Cow, I, I don't, I forget who, Lindsay, you didn't have First Cow in your top five, right? Let me check. I just mean First Cow was probably showing up on six and seven for a yeah, bunch of people. Yeah, it wasn't in my top five, no. I'm, I'm surprised that I'm thinking of ending things. Got like not, <laughs> not like it was good. I liked it. That just was a, a surprise it, for me. All it I, took uh, was two nominees, so that's all also, I'll say. All, well, <laughs> here's what I'll say. I'll say back the hell off because I'm one of the nominations <laughs> for that film. Hey, I, I said it's good. I'm just surprised. That was all I'm saying, okay? <laughs> um, um, Todd, Todd got well, – there was a, like a final – because it was not on the final list at first. Um, and someone had responded to the uh, – list and I was like oh shoot it's gonna make it um, and interestingly enough uh, Todd I'm, I'm sure you would have nominated it if you two would have been coordinated uh, Todd nominated Tony Collette for I'm thinking of ending things 
And the yeah. other person nominated Jesse Buckley. So uh, either of them could have made the list. <laughs> you said to have agreed. For me, Tony. Yeah. For me, Tony Collette was was like the 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 ATF snub this year. I'm I'm bummed out. She was she was great in that film. But just to be clear, Todd, for, yeah. Dream Horse, for, right? for Dream Horse, yeah. yeah for <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. For Dream Horse, of course. I mean, no. You're, I mean, <laughs> you're you're one of the the 152, right? Mm-hmm. That's me. Great. Yep. No. This is kind of spoilers for the Terrans, but Tony Collette is almost definitely getting into the Terrans yeah! based on the nominations that wow. I have. Wow. She's, She's got great. more votes than any other supporting actress right now. Damn. Oh, I will Damn. say this. This is not a spoiler because they're already out. She was not on the diesels. <laughs> 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 Which both of these will probably make no sense if. Um, <laughs> You aren't in film club, uh, but yeah, we got we got two separate award shows going on uh, besides this. But with that said, um, McKenna, what is your prediction for what's going to win this award? Oh my gosh, this is this is very a very hard one to to pick. Um, and then we just talked a bunch, so I forgot half the names that were on the list because my really brain sorry. is a pile of spiders. <laughs> um, uh, was okay. Well, you can run through I'm it so again sorry. really quick. No, you're yes, good. Birds of, Birds of Prey, I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, Kajillionaire, Minari, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, Nomadland, and Wolfwalkers. I think it will go to Minari, but I would love it to go to Kajillionaire. Hmm. I will say, of these nominations... I think Kajillionaire was actually either first or second in terms of how many times eh, it may have been third, but it, it was it was up there in terms of how many times it got nominated. Uh, good, it so, deserves it. So that is a good guess. But with that said, <laughs> third place is going to go to Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, wow, director and uh, now third place. Picture good for Judas. Um, we'll move on to second place as the lights dim down, and I reveal second place is going to go to Minari. Oh, I was wrong, shock and awe. I was close, but I was wrong. You were close, but you were wrong (laughs) because first place, the ATF best picture, the consensus. With every film person ever, anybody who's ever watched a movie, all agrees. The best film of 2020 is Wolfwalkers. Wow! Yeah. I'm so glad. Oh, yes, that's the that's one heartwarming. That the it, it has a decent chance to win the Terrans as well. But yeah, no, I was really surprised at this uh, because when I was doing it, and and um, I have it this way, so it makes it interesting even more. So, kind of forget about how Wolfwalkers wins. Uh, best standout crew and then it's not like mm-hmm. it's of course it's not gonna have a performance because even though the voice acting is great i don't think there's like one particular like standout voice actor that makes the top five and then it did get second place back to dir- best director but both minari and judas were over it so i was like oh, okay one of those probably wins no people people love Wolfwalkers because we have taste because we do have taste i think it was third on my list um yeah, it was it was first, and uh, the thing about Kajillionaire is Kajillionaire was actually fifth. I want to say like every time besides once. So everybody brought it up as like a fifth nomination, which is really cool, but that only counts as like one point, and then first place counts as five. Um, but yeah, um, what's up? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I accidentally unmuted myself. I was saying something to my roommate. I'm Oh, no. (laughs) You ruined the ATF awards. (laughs) I hate hate everything. This is a nightmare. Um, But with that said, um, that's going to do it for the ATF awards. Um, For those wondering, hey, where was The Father? Father's not a real movie. And if you think it is, guess what? You're wrong. It doesn't exist. You are wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Big news. <laughs> if I can get a, a, a screener copy, which I might be able to, 
um, for for Cherry. Actually, I'm going to be honest. We might just do a Cherry review without me seeing it. <laughs> Please. Oh, oh, my. I'm sorry. I'm just, you all are not, I'm so sorry because I'm going to be a monster in the Cherry review. You're all, I'm, I'm apologizing to each and every one of you. Well, so advanced. that's the thing. We, we need to get uh, ahead of it because we, we have a star of Cherry again. <laughs> I know, I'm not sure if you were aware. Star of Cherry, McKenna from from Cherry, the hit film uh, hitting yeah. Apple TV Plus. Um, so yeah, we we, we got to talk about this masterpiece of a film. Um, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, um, part of me think- wants to tell you just don't bother watching it, but part of me wants you to watch it just because <laughs> I think, I think well, somebody you deserve it. Get <laughs> Apple Plus TV just for this. Get it just for this. Apple Plus TV. You Apple boomer? TV. Plus. I am a boomer. <laughs> but like a, that's ex- it's exactly in my identity to do that. That works. <laughs> um, no, I will watch it. It's not on Apple uh, TV Plus yet, uh, but yeah, I, I, I will definitely check today. it out. The only other oh, what's up, Marco? I think it comes out today. But as I was saying that, I was like, no, it comes out today in theaters. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I'm gonna risk uh, getting COVID for it. To you know, Jerry. Me too. It's not it's worth not it. Worth it's it. not worth it. Godzilla, was... Godzilla versus Kong. I might to support my lizard. Um, but understandable. Yeah. Um, but with that said, we might have a review uh, for Tom and Jerry because me and Todd hate each other. Uh, yep. So of course, or I mean, sorry, we we don't hate each other. We hate ourselves. Um, so no, you say what you said. No, you can't take it back. <laughs> you hate John. Okay, honest. Both are true. Sure. Both. <laughs> oh my god. When you said it, I just said yes. That's all I said. I was like, yes, we do. We're we're uh, Fact. we're the modern uh, Ebert and Skeezel or whatever. Um, who's the other guy? I'm just- who? What are you talking about? Ebert, e- the other guy. Oh, Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and, Siskel and Ebert. Ebert. Thank you. <laughs> yes. You're Siskel, the... by the way. <laughs> I am Siskel. I'm very Siskel-esque. So I got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look look forward to all that stuff uh, coming soon. Um, that's about it. Uh, maybe, maybe be on the lookout for the Diesels premiering at a theater near you. Um, bye. 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 Bye.